Hello and welcome to the Witch Shorts podcast, I'm Rob Lilly. Now this is our final regular episode of the year, but fear not though, I'll be back next week with a special episode as I team up with the hosts of the Witch Investigates and Witch Money podcasts, Grace Farrell and Lucia Ariano. We'll be getting answers to your burning questions and touching on subjects we've covered before here on this podcast as well. Today though, we're looking at how to give well this Christmas. The cost of living crisis has left charities with dwindling donations and spiralling demand and we'll hear how best to make your contributions count. To read us this article, originally written by Ellie Simmons, I'll hand you over to the host of the Witch Money podcast, Lucia Ariano. news has been dominated by how the cost of living crisis is affecting households, but that's not the full story. One of the safety nets that helps to catch society's most vulnerable is fraying at the seams too, as charities find themselves fighting on several fronts. Income is falling, while for many, demand is soaring. The past few years have seen fewer people giving, according to research from the Charities Aid Foundation. Recent data from January to July 2022 shows 58% of people have given either through donations or sponsorship in the past 12 months. That's down from 64% in the same months in 2019. And it could get worse. In August, one in five people said they were considering cutting back on charitable donations to help them manage bills. This fall in donations has come just as many charities have reported a rise in demand for their services. The Trussell Trust revealed that food banks in its network provided 420,000 emergency food parcels in April and May this year. That's 50% more than the same period before the pandemic. Our nationally representative survey of 2,001 members of the public in September 2022 found 44% of people who have given money to charity in the past 12 months don't normally do any research before making a donation. But knowing where your money is going is important. Not only are there big differences in what charities do with your money, there are also variations in the ways you can give, from gift aid to platforms such as Just Giving, and from Christmas cards to credit cards. Here we explore them all to make sure your donations go as far as possible. There are good ways to give and there are great ways. To make your donations stretch as far as possible in monetary value and effectiveness, the key advice is to give regularly. Give money and maximise your tax relief. Giving money rather than physical goods helps a charity buy what it needs most. It can also be used to pay for running costs. Giving regularly by monthly direct debit, for example, helps a charity predict its income and plan ahead. Mark Greer, Managing Director of Philanthropy Services at the Charities Aid Foundation, said the most important thing is to make sure your donation is given effectively by taking advantage of the tax benefits on offer. Gift aid is one of the best known ways to do this. It increases the value of your donation by 25% without costing you extra. You'll need to make a gift aid declaration for the charity to claim, usually by filling out a form. If you're a higher rate taxpayer, you can claim the difference between the basic rate and the rate you pay. Do this through your self-assessment tax return or by asking HMRC to amend your tax code. So a £100 donation would result in £125 for the charity and for a higher rate taxpayer, £25 back to the individual. 
Another tax-efficient way to give is from your wages or pension using a payroll giving scheme, if your employer or pension provider offers one. Your donation is taken before tax, so as with gift aid, if you gave £1 to charity, it would only cost you 80p if you were a basic tax rate payer. If you're a higher rate taxpayer, that same £1 would cost you 60p. Unlike gift aid, you can't claim anything back yourself. For a basic rate taxpayer, the amount the charity receives is the same whether you give via gift aid or payroll giving. For a higher rate taxpayer, the charity will get more if you use payroll giving. But using gift aid means you could claim some back yourself instead. Tax relief is slightly different in Scotland. You can also give to charity through your will. Your donation will either be taken off the value of your estate before inheritance tax is calculated, or if you leave 10% or more of your estate to charity, it will reduce your inheritance tax rate. It's up to you whether to donate a set amount, an item, or what's left once other gifts have been given out. Just make sure you include the charity's full name so there's no ambiguity about which one you want to benefit. There has also been an understandable focus on food banks this year. Food banks are set up precisely to help at times like these, but they are at crisis point, with donations down and demand soaring. A survey by the Independent Food Aid Network, IFAN, in October 2022 found that 64% of independent food banks have reported falling food donation levels this year. More than half have needed to dip into reserves to pay for supplies, while one in four said they have needed to reduce the size of their food parcels. Sabine Goodwill, coordinator for IFAN, said, Many of our members are really struggling to cope. I don't think it's ever been so bad as it is now. We are terrified of the scale and the level of inaction and the misunderstanding that there seems to be about how serious this is. People are going to suffer enormously. Goodwin said that monetary donations are always more valuable than food donations because they allow food banks to buy what's needed alongside funding other support such as fuel vouchers. She also emphasised more actions that can help. Please donate but also write to your MP. Take action and call this out. If you simply keep putting a sticking plaster over this problem, it's just not going to go away. Food banks can be independent or part of a wider group, such as the Trussell Trust. To find your nearest one, Google Trussell Trust or Food Aid Network. To finish, let's bust five myths about charity giving. Firstly, the myth that high overheads are bad. Costs are not a reflection of how well run a charity is. Some will have higher costs than others, depending on the nature of their services and staff skills. Second, charity is a temporary solution. This can be true, but it's still important to act. The best charities combine a hands-on approach while campaigning for systemic change. Thirdly, big or small charities are inefficient. Size is less important than how well it's run. Bigger charities can have more influence, whereas smaller ones may be more responsive. Next, the idea that paying taxes is enough. Your taxes don't stretch to everything, nor do they fund much work abroad. And finally, my donation won't count. A small sum to an effective charity may have more impact than a big sum to a badly run one. 
Thank you to Lucia for reading us that piece, and thanks to Ellie Simmons as well, the author behind that original article published in the December edition of The Witch magazine. Remember, you can find more articles you'll find useful every day on everything from money and technology to home and garden advice by signing up to one of our many free email newsletters. And you can do that at witch.co.uk forward slash newsletters. I'll be back next week with that special bonus episode, and then we'll see you again in 2023. Thanks for listening. Which Shorts was produced by me, Rob Lilly, while the exec producer was Angus Farker. <laughs>